So hi everyone, welcome to The Outlier, episode two. On this, uh, this episode, we have the pleasure of hosting Gary Featherstone. Gary's a well-known name in the Dublin fitness community, having been a CrossFit coach, a business owner, and a competitive athlete himself. Gary's been a great friend of mine for some time now, and was instrumental in my own drinking of the CrossFit Kool-Aid. Gary's a natural leader. He embodies an energy that others are drawn to, and through his 10 years of coaching experience, combined with his true passion for helping others, he's been able to transform the lives of many people, both physically and emotionally. So thanks a million for the time today, Gary. I'm really, really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I thought it'd be an interesting spot to, to jump in with that passion for helping people. I know it's something you and I have, have in common, and I've seen you help me and lots and lots of others massively. I'd love to know where that interest passion came from for you i know say my own one it's definitely stemmed from my mom uh, she's a really empathetic caring person she works as a nurse as well and i'd say mine's come from her but i'd be interested here as to where yours came from if you've had any thoughts around it uh yeah ben thanks for having me on the podcast and uh best of luck with it's uh very very cool to be uh Thanks. to be chasing this down uh you're also very kind to say as a competitive athlete definitely uh, <laughs> very very kind to say that <laughs> But I'll, I'll I'll definitely take it. Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, uh, where did it start? Yeah, I think uh, I found CrossFit. I think it was 2012, 2013. Um, got pretty hooked just in terms of the the workout style and, and how it was going. Um, and I think at the time, coaching wasn't really seen as a career. Maybe uh, coaching kind of started off as like you might have maybe got into coaching like with a Leinster team or an Irish team or something around that. But I feel CrossFit kind of made coaching um a career so once it was kind of seen as a career um i was like fuck okay like i could i could uh, i could get involved in this and it kind of just stemmed then from there that i was like jesus like loving um helping people uh, as you said there like uh, achieving goals getting after fitness changing um changing uh people's mindset on fitness and uh, it kind of just uh, it expanded from there um i don't really know how it came about it was just i think my own training and took off and I realized how cross had helped me. Um, and I was just kind of to start was like, geez, if I could share cross with other people, cause it's such a good impact on me, um, this would be unbelievable. So, uh, I think that's kind of, uh, how it stemmed, stemmed from. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's the kind of vibe I got from it as well. It's, it's infectious really. Uh, you mentioned 2012, 2013 there. Uh, I, I think, I believe you were in computer science at the time over in UCD. So big change. Can you talk me through that there? Yeah, so I think uh, I don't know if it's a if it's an Irish thing, but I think it's uh, it's just pure panic when you're seventeen, eighteen. You're like, oh, you're like, oh, fuck, you're like, I I need a career, I need to go here. Like, I th I think it's probably more well known now, but like I think back then it was like, no, the only option is a, a nine to five. Like, there's nothing else um, out there. Um, so I think when I saw that, that I was like, right, okay, like what will get me a job? Um, my mom and dad obviously helped me out. They were like, well, Jesus, like techie um, and computer stuff is like, is where the world's going. So like, if you study computer science, like, you're kind of guaranteed a job. So I was like, right, fuck, that's the be all and end all is to get a job. And I'll just start studying computer science. But like from day one, I was like, oh no. I was like, what have I gotten into here? Like, um, like the complete odd one out here. I was like, this is, this is hell. But I uh, stuck with it for four and a half, almost five years. Um, I kind of trade that I was coaching a lot in uh, St. Michael's, um, coaching under 13s rugby, JCT rugby. And I was like, okay, like kind of get into the like 
fitness thing a little bit and coach and I was like geez this would be great if it was a career and you could do this like for a proper proper living and as I mentioned just a few moments ago that like that's kind of where the the crossfit coaching came about because I was like geez okay you actually could make coaching a career so it kind of uh it drew me away from the computer science and then into the uh into the world of coaching but uh it was uh, probably good and bad because it kind of good in the way that it cemented on what I didn't want to do and then bad in the sense that I feel like I wasted um, a few years in college where I could have been maybe studying something more like I don't know like sports science or health and form something around that yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean I wanted to ask so did you did you finish the degree or what what happened there yeah finished it out um, finished it I was actually I studied I had a minor in geography as well so Again, oh I was like, yeah, I'd like again, <laughs> computer computer science job. I was sitting in lecture halls, learning about uh, fucking plates smashing into each other and uh, the San Andreas Fault. I was like, what am I doing here? Um, I kind of had like a backup plan in my head that if I didn't do computer science, which I really didn't want to do, that uh, I'd maybe go teaching. So I suppose like kind of teaching or education, something around there was was kind of somewhere I was thinking maybe I'd uh, maybe I'd get into um so maybe coaching actually was like in me before I know like maybe teaching isn't coaching but that kind of buzz of helping people or progressing people along so uh, that's kind of where the geography came from uh, as well so yeah like uh, studying geography as a minor and computer science as a major was mad madness altogether I, I cannot picture that but I absolutely yeah, being a teacher yeah. though yeah <laughs> totally yeah rough. But uh, I, I was going to ask then as well, so like CrossFit, I found, we should probably explain to the listeners actually a brief synopsis of what CrossFit is, because I know people hear about it, like, what, what is that? And you see these people hanging out of pull-up bars and bars yeah, crashing on their necks. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you give, could you give um, people like a bit of an idea as to what it actually is? Yeah, like I, I, uh, the uh, the simplest term I heard before was basically it's it's social fitness. So um obviously there's there's a million different fitness things and i think people get caught up and one thing is better than the other but like the most important thing in terms of fitness is what gets you moving so for me that might be running for you that might be biking for uh for andy that might be lifting weights like once people are moving i think as a fitness professional that's the most important thing but i think what crossfit did very well is it made uh quite social so it added stuff that sucks like burpees and rowing and running and barbells and kettlebells and wall balls and gymnastics people or stuff people didn't want to do but then flipped it on its head to kind of mindful people almost to be like geez i want to show up here every single day like benjo you know like we have to boot people out of the gym we were like here lads come on where where mark mcdonald's coming in and it's half nine at night we're like mark come on we need to we need to pack this in here we're, we're going home but like people just didn't want to leave people were like geez can we do another class can we can you guys put extra class on and when you actually look at it, you're like, like you were the same man, like growing up playing rugby, you'd hate fitness. Like it'd be the worst part of it. Or like PE class, you're like, can we please kick a football around? Please don't make me do a belief test. Whereas in CrossFit, people are paying good money and showing up every day to kind of get bashed around and like doing burpees and rowing and um, which is mad to think about it. But I think that's what CrossFit did was kind of make fitness quite social. So um, when people ask me about it, that's what I kind of tell them. I'm like, it's, it's, it's fitness, but it's social. Yeah, yeah, you saw on the money there, and the community aspect as well is something that I felt so strongly in boxes I've been to, or gyms I've been to in Ireland or Australia or wherever I was. There's this really lovely sense of welcome and 
I think from the outside, it's probably a bit daunting and you walk in, there's bars being smashed on the ground, but everyone's so, so lovely. And that's something that I've loved about it and will continue to love about it. I know that. As well as a, one thing I've, I've taken away from it as a sport is how it applies to my day-to-day life and approaching problems or scenarios. And I think going at tasks with a more linear approach and when you're under pressure not losing the head would love to get a bit of insight into as to how you apply it or if you apply it at all the the, the, the lessons we learn in in a workout to your day-to-day life yeah definitely and like we we saw it as coaches like you saw the kind of uh the uh, the life cycle of uh, a member going through a class of being like oh like i i love it like i'm chatting to my mates and then I, this is unbelievable. I'm like shifting the heavy barbell to, I actually hate this. I can't believe I'm paying money to <laughs> feel, to, to feel like this. And then suddenly after having this endorphin rush, being like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm booking it to, to tomorrow's class already. Like, so, um, yeah, I think as from a coaching point of view, it was amazing to see, like, as you said, there, like a problem of, uh, I actually had a, a girl I was coaching yesterday and she had, uh, she's just started an amazing girl. Um, but uh, she has, uh, or she was doing work yesterday and had uh, three rounds of 42 uh, box jumps. And she was like, guys, like, I, I'm just not able to do this. Like, I'm, like 42, this is, she's she new. Um, she's like, 42 is crazy. She's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let, let's just take it. Like, we'll, we'll break it up. We'll do, uh, we'll do like 12 reps then like some sets of 10 and stuff. And at the end, she was like, oh my God, like, I'm actually just so proud of myself. And again, it kind of hit the nail on the head there where you said with a problem that like people look at problems in life and maybe just like oh john it's not dealing with that but in that kind of one group environment as well but to the kind of cross environment that people don't really have a choice they're like fuck okay there's it's almost like positive peer pressure they're like jesus there's i need to get through this it was like i need to figure out a way to get through these 42 box jumps or i'm going to be i'm going to be left here like um it, i know it sounds weird to say but like in a positive uh, way with peer pressure but um so I think that was a huge part from coaching point of view. You'd see and you'd set the, the members a challenge um, and you'd see them kind of solve the challenge and really like maybe shock themselves and how determined they were to get through something when the going did get tough. And I think walking away, they're like, Jesus, if I can get through like a shitty workout where my heart was coming out of me, me throat and I just wanted to give up, but I didn't give up. I think it's, it's a serious kind of a few kudos points to you to be like, Jesus, okay, I, I got through something I didn't think I get through. Okay, like, geez, my manager's giving me a bit of shit and work. Okay, that's actually grand. Like, I'm actually, I'd prefer a few burpees than than uh, than somebody giving me a bit of shit. Like, so uh, I think it definitely applies to that. And then um, I think from my own point of view, like, that's why I fell in love with this was that it gave that challenge of of really pushing the boundary and the limits of of what you can do and where you can go and where you can take yourself, which uh, which I think is a hugely um, undervalued um aspect of people's lives that they really don't push themselves to the point where they're kind of asking a few questions themselves so um i always enjoyed that side of um of training and coaching as well but uh, i know selfishly um training wise I, I love that side of it yeah i, I have a memory you just brought it me there i think it was the first open or maybe the second open I ever did with you guys and for people who are listening like oh, the opens a worldwide crossfit competition I, I think it was like 17.5 or 18.5 and it was the one thruster thruster burpee over the bar and oh yeah, like, yeah you and all the heavy hitters just screaming in my face and like pumping sweat but <laughs> I, I remember I was crying like I was literally crying but like thank god I was so sweaty <laughs> the tears just couldn't be seen 
the big door was open. I was looking at the door. I was like, you know what? I could just walk out of here. Forget <laughs> these guys. Like, yeah. Forget this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, but just a positive yeah. peer pressure, you know, kept me going and finished it in a abysmal time. But to your point mm-hmm. that like, say you're having a tough time at work or whatever, there's nothing as bad as pushing that bar above your head and falling on the floor yeah, and yeah. burp you over it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of puts Definitely. so much other stuff in perspective. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's 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 crazy and like you can see that in people's faces when you're coaching like and it's i i loved that side of coaching because you really got like you got to search kind of into somebody's soul like you got to like i love it myself because i get to look into my own soul every now and again but when you saw other people kind of really searching the the kind of bottom that they've created they're like they're like oh fuck like i'm, I'm fight or flight here am i running out the double doors or am i just going to pick this barbell up so it was uh it was always uh always pretty cool experience yeah, it was really special. It's so special. Uh, I mentioned at the start, you're, I'm going to call it a competitive athlete. You were competitive in my eyes. And I know at one point in time, it was the goal to go to the CrossFit Games. And for people listening, the CrossFit Games is like the World Cup of CrossFit, the best in the world go. And uh, I know at one point in time, that was your goal as well as you were doing your coaching. And then the goal changed. Could you give us a bit of insight as to what went on there and how that transition felt to you? Because obviously at one point in your, your life, it was the biggest thing in the world and then things changed. Yeah, I, I actually think uh, it, well, two things. Uh, first thing was that I just realized pretty early on that I just wasn't good enough. Um, and I think that's definitely something a lot of people get caught up on is that they they maybe think they're good enough. And if I'm not saying that like you should not chase your dreams, but like it's uh, it was a realization to myself that I was like, hey, I'm just not good enough no matter how hard I'd work. Um, I just wouldn't be good enough to make it to the CrossFit game. So I think that was definitely one. Um, and at the same time on that, uh, I was realizing that my actual tr- true, true passion and what I want to do for the whole rest of my entire life uh, was to help people. And I felt that if you go down the competitive route, it would hinder your ability to coach and help. So if I was wanted to train three, four hours a day, um, would that imp- impact the business Um and me coaching uh, which it absolutely would or if I wanted to do a training camp on the weekend versus doing a coaching uh, seminar or something like that so um, I realized very quickly that I'd uh, I would prefer to spend two weeks which I have done over in America uh, learning and upskilling rather than two weeks training with the uh, the big dog so um, um, I, and it's actually something I, I remember chatting to Andy uh, about that I was like I'd prefer to coach somebody to the CrossFit Games I'd be more fulfilled to, through that rather than myself go to the CrossFit Games or I'd get more fulfillment out of helping somebody shed a few kilos or feeling a little bit more confident rather than um, coming first in the CrossFit competition. Amazing. That, that transition, that change, that sounds like a, it was a gradual thing and then one day you just probably accepted it as, as it was. And thinking about your, your happiness levels and you said the word fulfillment there, uh, which is, I think, some world chasing in some shape or form, but thinking about yourself today and your happiness now versus that time where you thought you were going to the games or you're hoping to go to the games, what does that look like or how does it compare? Yeah, like I, like I think generally people, well, I hope they would, would describe me as a pretty, pretty happy person. Um, so, uh, like, I've, I've always been kind of happy, but I definitely know... Uh, uh, the happiest I've been is when I've been coaching and coaching people. Um, I know sometimes when people work out and I get it as well, like you, I don't know if you ever get like the euphoria or the endorphin release of uh, like 
post-workout and you're buzzing and you're with your mates and high fives and you just feel on top of the world. Um, I get that from coaching. So yes, I get it from working out, but I also get it from coaching. So I get fulfillment seven, eight hours a day as well as working out. So it can be uh, quite a positive addiction when you're like, Jesus, if I can get my satisfaction out of other people's happiness and satisfaction, I'm like, okay, I was a happy person and now I can become even happier by helping more and more people. Um, it kind of cemented exactly what um, I want to do and cemented that I was like, okay, I'm actually on the right path here. Yeah, I hear you. So you've obviously got loads of insight then into how fitness can impact people given you're, you're literally living it every single day. Um, is, do you think that fitness in, I don't know, my idea, your idea of going out and absolutely killing yourself is a necessary evil to to people to really understand themselves and be happy or is it that move every day mindset or is it something in between for you yeah yeah, that's an amazing question um yes and no so i think the most important and what i preach is just moving a little and often that like like we were saying to start it could be ten thousand steps it could be a 5k it could be um some yoga, some Pilates. I've literally dabbled in every sort of aspect of fitness. I've just tried it all. Um, but I think the most important thing is that you enjoy it. I think gone are the days of, of just slogging yourself and whacking yourself through a workout just to get a workout in or to burn some cows. Um, that's only going to last so long. So if I hate running and I'm forcing myself to do 5K every single day, in about two weeks, I'm just like, no, I'm just not doing this anymore. Whereas if you can enjoy it, if it's yoga, say you're like, geez, I'm loving yoga. I'm more likely to do that every single day, potentially for the rest of my life. So um, I think it's important definitely to enjoy it, but to move a little and often every day. Um, and then why I thought that was a great question, but is that I um, I do think it's important every now and again, just to kind of test yourself to be like, do you know what, what's, where can I go? Like, where can I really bring myself? Because I, I think it's important to kind of ask yourself a few questions or to have a, a little look at yourself um face to face and uh i think some people think that like i know it's been said about me before they're like jesus god loves whacking himself he loves bashing himself he must absolutely hate himself he must really hate him like look himself in the mirror it's like fuck you let's let's go whack yourself but it's actually the opposite like um i just want to find out at what point have i kind of had enough like has my mind just been like here guys you've literally reached the point where that's enough like and I know that maybe sounds a little bit insane but um I think a lot of people and you mentioned there Benjo when you're like the going gets tough they kind of just shy away from things a little bit um where they kind of create like a little bit of a false bottom for themselves they're like no that's my limit John I'm happy there that's that's me done but is that their false bottom so um I enjoy that side of things as well when I'm working out not not all the time absolutely not but maybe like two or three percent of the time just to really be like okay like what is my false bottom when I get there? Who's down there? And is there any questions that I need to ask myself when I'm down there as well? Because I feel when you can get to that point, it's uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest growth I've found, both physically and emotionally, is when you're a bit stretched and you, you're doing something you're not really sure about. And, and then you figure out, you know what, I actually can do this. And you build on that and you build on that. And it's that 1% better every day. Well, exactly and like the, the, the yeah the, the old saying like be be uh be comfortable with the uncomfortable that if you can get a little uncomfortable every now and again 
it can do absolute wonders for uh, for the mind, body, and soul. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think we're all a little bit too comfortable nowadays, and getting out of that comfort zone is the best place for growth in every sense. And uh, yeah, and I think like I think a lot of people feel. I think through Instagram and everything now, it's, it's like they compare themselves to other people. So they're, they're maybe looking at, there's a, there's a crazy motherfucker at the moment. I don't know if you know him, Bedro's name is the, the Iron Cowboy, uh, James yeah, Lyons. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him? I think so, yeah. So he, 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 he did 50 Ironmen in 50 days uh, a few years back. Like insane, oh. insane, man. Uh, but he's currently day 26 out of 100. So he's doing 100 Ironmen in 100 days. Um and he had a great quote and he was just saying, he was like, people compared to him, they're like, fuck, geez, I need to go do 50 Ironmen in 50 days to like, to challenge myself <laughs> and to kind of look at myself in the eyes. And he was like, no, like he was like, everybody has their own heart. So if uh, his heart is doing 100 Ironmen in 100 just days, say, sorry, amazing. Say it again. So everyone has their own heart. Yeah. So like as in, uh, like for, hi- for him, yeah. So for him, it's, 100 Ironman in 100 days he's like I need to do this to challenge myself to ask myself questions to look at myself in the eye but he said his mum uh, did on his last five Ironman in the 50 Ironman in 50 days ran 5k in five consecutive days I think she was like 60 something and it was like that's her heart so she's like for him to achieve 50 Ironman in 50 days is the exact same as his mum doing 5k in five days um, or for five consecutive days That that's equally as difficult for his mum as it was for him and it really hit me because I was like like people compare I'm like fuck like your man's running your man's running every single day like I need to run every single day but no like maybe if I run once a week that's hard enough for me and challenges me enough to to make the changes and for the growth of it so I think that's something that that people lose sight of a little bit a little bit that they just compare themselves to other people but uh it can be hard for others and maybe not hard for you um which I I think is, is definitely people uh or it's definitely something people miss. Yeah, I, but that type of thing—it's all relative. Like my Everest is exactly different yeah. to yours, and vice versa. And especially with the highlight reel you see nowadays on Instagram, when everyone's just jacked and has a filter on it, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, outrageous. Yeah. Like a, yeah, it's outrageous. Kind of, it's not real life, but <laughs> it's probably a conversation yeah. for another day. <laughs> you don't follow. Uh, you don't follow uh, James Smith uh, PT, do you? you're gonna blow me out of the water here i actually deleted my instagram accounts uh about two months oh, well. ago yeah i did follow james smith too, though, and i'm a fan but too I, many dms too many dms <laughs> <laughs> i'm just comparing that's myself to people too much <laughs> no 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 but like it, it can it be crazy it's a minefield like it's a crazy oh. toxic minefield but um but he sorry he he, he was uh he's an english bloke uh pt uh geez, i don't know how many followers he has but um he had a good thing about that. He was like, he just calls it like happiness. He's like, uh, when he sees people on Instagram stuff, he's like, how much happiness have those people given up to like look a certain way or or do anything? And he's just he's a he's a real chill guy. He's like he just talks real stuff. And if you looked at him, you'd be like, geez, he's in decent nick, but he's not some like twelve pack oiled up shredded human PT. Like he's just a normal guy. He's like, no, like I still enjoy my happiness. He's like, there's no fake happiness here. So uh, he always just said he was like when you're uh, looking at those Instagram Instagrammers or influencers, if you want to talk, he's like, those people have given up a lot of happiness to like look a certain way or to act a certain way. So uh, I just thought that was always a, a cool way of looking at it. Yeah, it's great insight, especially for people, people nowadays, I think. Uh, and great awareness to have as well, that, like it is that everyone's Everest and that type of thing. I, I wanted to ask you, you're a man I know who enjoys his habits and 
you've you've good thought processes and thought patterns around certain things but in terms of your day-to-day uh habits and is there any must-dos or anything like that that gary fellow gary fellow has to achieve to make a day look good or feel good um yeah like again i think i'm i'm pretty lucky uh to have a job that i get my satisfaction fulfillment from other people's happiness um so i'm surrounded by people every day that uh are chasing down goals and working out and I get to have some conversations with different loads of amazing people and stuff. So I think definitely a habit every day is like I coach every single day, um, a few hours a day. So I think it was, uh, that's definitely something that's, like I said, I'll continue doing for the rest of my life in some shape or form. Um, then in terms of like other habits, it's definitely just moving. Like if it's a little bit of movement every day, um, it just makes me feel better. It's 90% of the time. It's a pretty comfortable bit of moving for me it's it's nothing crazy it's not a big like bash your session it's just get out get sweaty get moving um um so definitely movement in there like yesterday was just a bit of yoga it's 30 minute yoga flow um it's all i had time for so uh that's what i did um and then other habits definitely something i've picked up during lockdown is uh well two things one would be uh, uh just getting out for a walk like i think it's probably the most amount of people I've ever seen in my life or probably because there's nothing else to do but out walking <laughs> or jogging or I think when was the last week Benjo I ran into you and like yeah, just yeah. even you you Guffy and uh, and your other pal like out walking like if that was a, a Paddy's day like three years ago we'd be oh, we'd yeah. be on the point fucking hung over <laughs> be like two, two day bender waking up on my couch or something like but um the I think that's hugely positive it's like for me anyway it's just getting out and walking and I'm like geez like Dublin's it's not a bad place if you're going exploring new places or running different places or walking different places so i've definitely added in some uh some walking and some uh uh throwing in a podcast or doing a bit of listening to some music um and i'm not sure if you're the same but i find myself uh maybe talking to the family a lot more in uh during these times as well um which is just a good habit so like my evening walk would just be headphones in and, and call mum and dad and just shoot the shit with them for 15 20 minutes so um, that's definitely a little habit that I'll continue to do uh, just to uh, to touch base with them. Some days it might be a five minute conversation, other days it might be two hours later having a conversation with my mum. Like, but um, that's definitely something that's uh, in terms of habit wise that I'll uh, that uh, that that helped my day a lot. Great. Yeah, I think I think that relationship piece is, if nothing else, this funny old time has made us realise how important how important our good relationships are, and making the time to see those people. I think back when we were having points on Paddy's Day and falling out of pubs and stuff, it's easy to get distracted by that type of thing, going out for dinner, drinks, going to the match, whatever, and you kind of forget about those just quiet moments you get to have with people. And I, I re- I'm really enjoying that right now that because there's so little to do, you do get to have that quality time, especially like say me coming back from Oz, there's people I just was dying to see. And, I suppose through lockdown you couldn't see a lot of them but the ones you could it was just great uh, having that good time with them and not being distracted by the noise that seems to surround normal life uh, so i definitely appreciate that what, you, what you're saying there um yeah and, and it's definitely something that you can uh yeah like you, I, I think you nailed it there like you just appreciate the smaller things and um when there is a lot of noise you can you can, you can miss the smaller things so uh yeah no i like that a lot thanks um probably to, to bring you back to the day-to-day stuff uh, and a bit of change of pace uh literally i suppose uh you're training for a triathlon yes 
talk me through this. Um, yeah, so it, it happened last, like, a, like I've done CrossFit for the last seven, eight years. I'll continue to do it for the rest of my life. Um, and during last lockdown, I just started running. I think a lot of people took up running, and it's something I never did. I think, when was it, 2020? So I think 2019, I potentially ran 5K in the whole year. That's not <laughs> like an exaggeration. That's honestly not an exaggeration. As in, the only time I'd run would be like up and down the lane uh, in the gym or may- yeah. maybe stretching up to the bridge running. Um, I like I, I look at the bridge and I come in, the bridge run was a kilometer I think it was like oh eight minute kilometer I was like fucking unreal guys well done like <laughs> a good PR there like um, so yeah like I just always associate as like running just don't like it but I think for headspace um, during the first lockdown just got some fresh air and I was like geez I'm really really enjoying this and it was just again a, a nice change of pace and doing a home workout all the time getting some fresh air seeing some new places around Dublin which was great Um and then I just got this crazy idea. I was like, I'd love to like achieve something. And um, like, I love my training and I don't think you have to necessarily set a crazy, crazy goal. Um, but um, I just felt I'd done a lot of training the last several years and I never really achieved anything from it. Um, and even sports in general, I never really achieved something not necessarily notable, but like something that I look back and I was like, Jesus, I put in a lot of work there and I achieved something at the end of it. So I just figured I was like, right, I'll, I'll, I want to do a marathon. And I was like, fuck, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. Like, so I was like, right, set the goal of a marathon. And then as I was trained for the marathon, it kind of evolved to be like, geez, what's something a little bit crazier? Like, like, let's just set something absolutely insane. So I picked that, I picked an Ironman. I was like, just fascinated. I was like, I think it's something that's quite accessible to a lot of people in terms of like, a lot of people run, a lot of people bike, a lot of people swim. Um, and it would be quite cool to to put in a year work, a year's worth of work um, and achieve something at the end of it. So I was like, let's just go straight into the deep end here and uh, and, and see how we get on. And uh, which Ironman is this now that you're going to be going to be doing? Uh, so it was uh, Ironman Cork. Uh, so end of August, uh, I was supposed to do a half Ironman uh, next month, but it's uh, obviously I can't do with COVID. So, so uh, hoping that this will be a, uh, this one will uh, will 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 uh, will go ahead. Like, but uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. So just yeah, into the belly of the beast. And for people who don't know, can you give people an idea as to how, how long an Ironman is or what it consists of to let people understand how much of a head banger you are? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's a three point uh, eight k swim into a hundred eighty k cycle into a forty two point two k run, which is a, a marathon. So, um, yeah, crazy. Like. I don't, I don't, I still don't know how I'm going to do it, but uh, yeah, just mad. So I was just like, listen, what's the, the toughest thing that's probably the most like accessible thing I could do? And and I came up with an Ironman. Like, I, like, I know people are talking about like, oh, I'm going to climb Everest or I'm going to, I'm going to run across America. But I was like, that's probably just unrealistic in terms of like, how would I even start that? Whereas with the Ironman stuff, I could literally, I started the next day. I was like, right, I, I have an indoor bike. I'll get a cheap road bike. I can run. All I need is a pair of runners. Uh, I can swim out in T points. So I was like, right, let's just let's just see how we get on here. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great point as well about unachievable goals. You know, people are like, oh, this year I'm just going to run an ultra marathon next week. Uh, yeah. However <laughs> yeah. long that might be. <laughs> like, he, he yeah. hasn't even ran 5K. Like, well, let's let's yeah, start yeah, realistic yeah. goals. I know, I know when I'm doing like life coaching with people and yourself at say the CrossFit stuff, I, you know, you have people with the grandest ambitions and sometimes you kind of got to cool them off and be like in the kindest way, but you listen, like 
that's probably not realistic right now, but let's build up towards this and kind of yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely. And like that's where like I did so I, I ran my first marathon uh just around around here, like it wasn't a race or anything, but uh, uh in November. Um and like a swift kick in the nads of reality just being like, Oh, oh my god, I was like, How am I gonna do this after the swim and the bike? But like again, like you I think important to to have the smaller goals that will eventually lead to the bigger goal, but it uh, it definitely keeps you grounded. You know what? I, that, that's another I think CrossFit toss uh, lesson for me. Anyway, is this? I remember walking in to the gym initially and, and, and seeing probably yourself and a few other lads swinging around doing ring muscle ups. I was like, this is insane. Like I, I'm never gonna be able to do this. Or like I don't know, a hundred and something kilo like clean jerk. I, I, and it's like you probably coached me through the whole thing, being like, look, it, it's just incremental steps have a small plan stick to it achieve it move on to the next thing but yeah i, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's a good lesson taught like that and with, with the triathlon thing have you taken on a coach for that i have so uh, i had notions that i'd be able to do on my own and i was just like no i actually I, I wouldn't even know where to start and it's something that actually made me really appreciate the services that i offer then because uh um, I know a lot of the time you can kind of feel you're like, geez, like, like, why do people pay for coaching? And I think until you get coached or um, hire a coach, you don't really appreciate what happens. Um, so I know myself, like I'm coaching other people and programming other people. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm working uh, with about 100 people um, in different aspects of PT and coaching and online programming and different bits and pieces. Whereas the last thing I want to have to think about is my own training. So uh, when I hired the coach it was amazing that like he kind of just takes care of that and I just wake up every day look at what's what's coming up and, and off I go and, and hit that so um I think as well in terms of the ego it's it's great to to appreciate that people specialize in different areas and that uh, they've devoted their life um to the to honing that craft or skill so um that's where I was like I don't have uh, running experience or biking experience or swimming experience so uh his name is josh holman but uh he's a crazy crazy motherfucker um but he um yeah he's been absolutely great awesome yeah i know the value of having a coach is insurmountable uh, i'm glad to hear you so the coach being coached is a is an interesting one but great to hear you're, you're, you're getting so much from us um he actually uh, he actually uh he complete completely so i actually have a marathon tomorrow uh, oh and i'm gosh. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we've been training for this one, but uh, we've had our big runs on Saturday. So he's uh, he's lost my trust a little bit because he'd been running me at a certain pace um, through my big marathon sets on uh, on Saturdays. And I was like, got onto him last week. I was like, here, Josh, listen, man. I was like, I don't think uh, I'm able to do this. Like, I was like, this is fucking, these paces are killing me. So I ran 33K. I was like, man, I, I'm dying. Like, I was oh, fucking, I'm a bit here. And he goes, well, I've actually lied to you. I was like, I'm running you about, 10 to 15 seconds faster than what you have to be uh to like try build your confidence up but i was like i wasn't sure to be like so 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 happy or i'm like no you piece of shit i was like you've literally just lost my trust here i was like i'm dying here the last like five six weeks like on saturdays but um no no he's been he's been amazing and uh, obviously method to the madness which uh which i which i was kind of into the uh the sadistic mind that uh, that he was running me at but uh, yeah i've no doubt i've no doubt knowing you <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned there you have about 100 clients going on at the moment and obviously this has been a, a massively 
as you know, rattling year for, for everyone, but not the least yourself mm-hmm. being a coach and a CrossFit coach where, you know, you're hands on and you're, you're moving people around and you're seeing them physically. So and it was a quick change like, for all of us, but especially for yourself, you're suddenly you're in front of the, the clients and then you're looking at them on a laptop screen. So how, mm-hmm. how was that transition for you and, and, you know, getting used to it over time? It sounds like it's going unbelievably well right now, but I'm sure there's a bit of, re- of an adjustment period. Definitely. Like, um, I think like the whole world did, uh, we just didn't know what was happening. Like in, I think this time last year, I was like, I think everyone was, they were like, if you get COVID, you're going to turn into a zombie and infect <laughs> and like start eating people. So um, I think the whole world kind of adapted in some way at the start. Um, and as you know, like I, I left 353. Um, so I think that side of things, it kind of softened the transition into online for me. Um, it wasn't as like cold turkey straight away. Um, but yeah, like Jesus, it's going super. Um excited for for the future um and yeah it's been absolutely a crazy crazy uh 12 months but also probably um like some of the the best 12 months i've had so uh or the best months i've had i should say um but yeah like client wise going great uh definitely a lot more individual uh stuff going on so like programming uh online pt uh some in-person pt as well uh that we had like when when it was allowed and some outdoor pt coming up now like one-on-one stuff once the weather starts getting a little bit better um and i think again kind of like the working out like it's just you can you can kind of be down about and be like fuck jesus like it's not working or you can just try to try to figure a way the kind of old saying is like find a way or or make a way um and i think moving forward not that it'll be easier or not it'll be easy but it'll be easier that if you can, uh, if you can be making the kind of the business model work now, uh, hopefully when everything opens back up and the world is is zombie free, will be uh, it'll be uh, a little bit more smooth sailing. Awesome, awesome, and probably a personal question to ask you: Have you any ambitions of opening uh, a bricks and mortar place anytime soon? Because I'd be dying to get down to it. Yeah, a thousand percent, like a hundred percent. Like Amazing. we've we've uh, we've a few places uh, that we uh, that we have and um one or two that are look really really good so uh hopefully once the uh the world as i said is uh is zombie free and uh, isn't as isn't as crazy uh we'll be we'll be ready to go and uh and uh yeah like super excited to hit the ground running there um i think it's uh yeah it's been a it's been a long time coming yeah I, i'm so pumped for that i'm so pumped for that uh i mean i'm excited i excited just to coach you again Oh my gosh, I, I need it. <laughs> I, <really> need it. <laughs> I, uh, I what was it? I think it was like August time there. I uh, I did like a few runs up, up in my holiday home, up in Loud, and I was like, Philly Big Boss. I was like, oh, I could prob- probably do a half marathon now. And I, I said to my dad, <laughs> I said to my dad, he was like, no, you just couldn't, right? And I was like, all right, whatever. So I get up the next day and I just run a half marathon and I, I come back to the house and I'm like, I'm just like dripping in sweat, like absolute ribbons. And I'm like, ah, and he's like, what? I'm like, I did, I did a half marathon there. He's like, I just don't care. And still, still, <laughs> suff- still suffering for it now yeah. on my knee. So I, I need, yeah, uh, yeah. I need help and some decent coaching on this. Doing to myself. Um, to, to bring it back to that, I suppose, really uncertain time that we all went through. I know you, you dealt with it really well and everyone can hear you dealt with it really well, but is there any tips, tricks or advice you give to people listening around how to deal with uncertainty? Um, 
when I suppose experiencing it yeah like I, I think uh I think the biggest thing and certainly is, is just the worry of it like uh and, and the stress that comes with it of worrying that something that might happen and I know it's so so cliche to say but like it's it's trying to control what you can control and I think what I try to do anyway is just focus on myself um and I knew if I could focus on myself things would be better so if I can be fit healthy active mind clear like that's going to make business wise a little bit more certain rather than even add to the uncertainty of it so I know definitely for myself uh it was just looking after me first and then uh looking after the the business and and things like that so um it's yeah like it's been so so crazy and up and down journey um and something that uh I always enjoy telling people is that the the kind of ebb and flow of, of life that's with with good times there's bad times coming so enjoy the good times but more importantly when there's bad times there's also good times coming that they're not gonna uh, last forever so if you can kind of train yourself into that mindset being like listen these are good times i'm gonna relish in them i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna live to the max i'm gonna squeeze every ounce of goodness out of this time knowing that there's probably not gonna last for an extended period that maybe something bad will happen and um, but then when that bad time happens to be like no like there's there's good times coming as well so it's something i've been trying to tell people i coach that i see going through people finding it tough working from home and their escape is maybe an hour exercise a day but just tell them that like let's look forward to the good times that they are coming and they will come and we will get through it so just trying to uh yeah trying to trying to know the ebb and flow of life i suppose that's great awareness i always remember you saying just be flowy or, or get flowy with it and yeah really like what yeah, you said there sure. about the controllables uh, one thing i said to myself is control the controllables did you follow um damien brown or old stock on on instagram i didn't know he's a he's a madman who rode across the atlantic amongst solo across the atlantic amongst a few other outrageous feats of fitness and strength i think he's chipping away at the seven summits at the moment albeit i'm sure by coronavirus yeah yeah, yeah. But he, he talks about uh control you control and he's like breath energy and effort and i remember when when i came back from oz there and i got back almost a year ago now and obviously the world like you said was about to be overrun by zombies and it was just such an uncertain time and finding a new role was just really really tough and i think i was looking for the right one for about five months and you know, you have these moments where you're just doubting yourself so much. You're just like, oh, should I really have come home? Or uh, is this going to work out? Am I going to be where I want to be or where I'm meant to be and all that kind of stuff? And it was those little mantras and getting outside for that hour of fitness a day that kind of helped me through it. And thank God it all yeah, worked out yeah, for the yeah. absolute best. But yeah, no, I completely get what you mean there. Uh, awesome, awesome. Um, so say me and you, we sit down for another chat, as I'm sure we will this time next year. Um and I know obviously the online stuff's gone really, really well and hopefully you'll have a Iron Man tattoo somewhere on your body as well. Hide up, hide my other shit tattoos I've got, I've got going on here. <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to tell me you've done or achieved in, in the next 12 months? Yeah, like like I've, I've my mind's so I've actually chatting um uh, Chad made this today like I've, I've got some crazy crazy goals and I think uh, like going against my own advice of everybody has their own hard 
when I saw like your man doing the 100 hard men in 100 days, I'm like, why am I complaining about doing a marathon on, on Saturday? I was like, fucking hell, I'm like, I'm fucking loser. Um, but um, yeah, there's there's a few goals I want to do. Um, definitely Ironman, something that I just always want to do. Definitely get another one booked in uh, straight away after. Um, I definitely want to keep the running up and I want a little, maybe a crazy goal of something like, I don't know, 30 marathons, 30 days or a marathon in a few different places around the world or something crazy like that. I've just been loving the running so, so much. So um, I definitely think a few uh, kind of sports goals um, like that. Um, and then also I think business-wise is, is, yeah, just keep keep building the empire. Um, try not to lose sight on um, why I first got into coaching of, of helping people and, and the community as we talked about at the start is number one. Um, so my goal is to, is to, is to, build a gym based on that to uh, a community-based uh, gym like i said social fitness and uh and hopefully have us be the biggest one in ireland oh amazing and no doubt you will i'll be i'll be first the door i'll be buying down the door to get into it uh, and i'll be i'll be i'll be char- charging you full price as well <laughs> no problem yeah <laughs> um, where excuse me <clears throat> i was gonna say where, where can people find you gary uh, so coach guys is the instagram or be moving is the instagram so coach guys kind of like my personal stuff and, um and be moving is the business page um not the most active on instagram kind of like yourself that i think through the pandemic it just it was getting a bit toxic and every bloody person in the world was, was doing something on it so um definitely not as active as i should be on it but uh yeah like a lot of people reach me on there if uh, if anybody has i don't any questions on on life or or uh or fitness uh or yeah hit me up amazing amazing well listen i think that's all we have time for today but thanks a million for for coming on i've really really enjoyed that and there's tons of great bits of information and nuggets for people to take away and and uh and implement in their own lives uh and obviously they know where to find you now so for some some great fitness and and life stuff in general and so thanks a million for the time today i really really appreciate it no, Benjo, thank you, my friend. And as I said, best luck with everything. It's it's uh, it's great to see people uh, people chasing it down, slaying their goals. So keep uh, keep at it, my friend. Ah, you're so good. You're so good. Thanks, mate. Speak to you soon.